Hello and welcome to the Tillage Age with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. Purchasing capital items on a farm is a decision which can live with the farmer for some time. These decisions cannot be taken lightly as the overall costs, repayments, maintenance, ease of use are some of the main factors a farmer will take into consideration before any purchase. When talking about replacing machinery, it can often be dictated by the immediacy of need to get the old machine replaced or to change from one system to another or indeed the availability of newer technology which may help work rates on the farm. There's always a requirement to modernize facilities on a farm. However, equipment is very expensive and rising, it looks like, almost every day. As everyone is aware, the Tillage TAM scheme is available for some time now, and I'm delighted to be joined by Oliver Malai from the Department of Agriculture to discuss the topic in a little more detail. Oliver, you're very welcome. Oliver, you might remind us why the Tillage TAM scheme is available and what it's trying to do in terms of a policy point of view. When we started TAMS first in 2015, we actually didn't have a tillage TAM scheme. But as a result of a couple of bad years for the tillage sector, the minister um, wanted to do something in relation to help supporting the tillage sector. So in 2000, uh, March 2017, we opened the, 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 the new TAM scheme as it was for the tillage investments. And so it gave the option then for applicants to apply under the tillage scheme or if they're qualifying young farmers. And so we can come back to that later point. If you're qualifying young farmers, the tillage investments were also available under what we call the Young Farmer Capital Investment Scheme. So it's there to support tillage applicants and to also encourage um, new technology like min-till, GPS technology, etc. Okay, so would it be right in kind of saying they're kind of under some relatively broad categories as in, uh, like you say, use of um, precision technologies or the use of uh, or encouraging um, reduced cultivations and that kind of thing? There's a few kind of broader categories that they're under. Yeah, so the couple of categories in relation to investments was one was safety, so there's safety elements in it. The second then is to help reduce uh, inputs. So one of the... One of the proposals there was in relation to uh, GPS guided fertilizer sprayers and um, fertilizer fertilizers and um, fertilizer spreaders and sprayers to help reduce um, overlapping and reduce the amount of uh, chemical inputs that we have. Also, for instance, the very successful investments are the um, Cambridge or the ring rollers, and that was to help reduce the amount of pesticides. Um, that were um, were used for seed dressing. The other thing then was to in, improve the whole um, tillage sector and give options in relation to when um, people had to sell the grain. So per, by providing on-farm grain storage and treatment, that gave an option then um, that um, farmers could invest in their own storage um, equipment and facilities so they could decide when to sell the grain they could decide when to sell to sell the grain themselves rather than having to sell it off their own choosing i suppose yeah yes. so uh, oliver just in terms of the popularity of it is there many farmers who have applied for time so far and i suppose maybe applying is one thing but actually um getting paid out and and um 
you know, getting getting the money out of the scheme is probably the, the other side of it. And and maybe finally, just within that kind of same thing, is, is there a comparison that, that you can give us as regards some of the other enterprises out there? As a tillage applicant, there's two avenues. The first is the tillage capital investment scheme, and that is for the vast majority of the applicants. However, if you're a young trained farmer and you're set up in less than five years, you can apply through the young farmer capital investment scheme. So, but just looking at the tillage scheme itself, to date, we're just shy of 4,000 applications, of which um, just less than 2,000 have been paid. The average grant that has been paid to date is just over 10,000 euros, with a total payment of um, over 19 million. So in comparable, um, a similar type of scheme would be the low emission um, slurry spreading equipment and that has payments of roughly 31 and a half million. So it would be one of our smaller schemes, but yet um, I think the payments to date is considerable enough. And um, hopefully with improvement in the sector this year, that will also help to improve um, the farmers spending power and and they could see maybe the possibility of uh, carrying out further investments. Okay. And then for what's paid out on already, Oliver, what would be the most popular type of equipment that are that's paid out on? Yeah, the most popular would be uh, what we call min tail equipment. So that would be just a broad heading in relation, say, stubble cultivation, tying or this stubble cultivation, and uh, min tail equipment such as uh, strip or dread drilling. So that would be the most popular, followed up then by GPS machinery. So that's um, either a GPS um, fitted to a new tractor or retrofitted with auto steering as well. Then followed up then by sprayers, fertilizer spreaders. And then finally, the most popular um, would be in relation to the Cambridge rollers. They would be the most popular of the investments we have available. Okay, that sounds like a, a reasonable array of, array of equipment, if you like. And uh, can you tell me, is TAMS available to all tillage farmers? I know you mentioned already um, being available to young farmers, but does, is there a certain criteria farmers need to have in a general sense to get into the scheme? Yeah, when in 2017, we would have um, worked closely with the farmer organizations and we're very much anxious to target this at active tillage applicants. So there is an eligibility criteria that the applicant must apply for BPS and on their most up-to-date BPS, they have to have 15 hectares of eligible area. So, and the eligible area would be mainly grain crops with some facility then for um, lay, grass lay for up to three years. So to be eligible then, the applicant has to have a BPS application, herd number, or a tillage number and have then 15 hectares of eligible area. Okay, so it's a so it's a reasonably it's a very reasonable sounding bar to me at least, anyways. And so when a farmer kind of figures out right, he's he, the farmer's eligible. Um, so in terms of the application process, how difficult is is that, or can a farmer do it themselves if you like, or is there a necessity to have an advisor or a consultant helping them out doing it? For the vast majority of the investments we have. Our machinery, and it's quite simple. Um, it's to be perfectly honest, uh, it's a five-minute exercise. So the first thing is 
to ensure that you have access to what the department call your ag food that's the online portal that's available to um, all the customers of the department so you have access to that once you have access then you go in click into the tillage capital investment scheme and there's a couple of number of sections and probably the most important section is in relation to the proposed investments and in that then you have a drop down and you can select what investments you're considering applying for and the dimensions of the investments you're thinking of applying for and then what we have is what we call a proposed cost so each investment we have available under scheme has what we call a reference cost that is the department's cost for the investment excluding VAT so then the applicant can apply for an investment and as part of the application process they must include what their proposed cost is that's the cost that they say that they're um, going to complete the investment for it doesn't have to be linked to a quotation from a supplier or anything like that it's just what they feel so they just put in their proposed cost for that investment and to be perfectly honest if you're familiar enough it's no harder than maybe online bidding that um, people have got familiar with in the last um, year and a half it's a five minute process in relation to something in relation to equipment if you're applying for something a little bit more complex like um, a fixed structure like a grain store etc there is additional information required for instance detailed drawings copies of plan permission etc that is a slightly longer process and um, probably the biggest thing is to have all the information beforehand and at the back of the terms and conditions of the scheme it does outline what documentation is needed that probably would take maybe half an hour uh 40 minutes just to upload the documentation so but anybody that's competent with computers it's not that hard thankfully so like you say a relatively quick process um i yes. I, I, I i did it for for a client myself and and it seems to be relatively straightforward, a few buttons to press. You don't necessarily, as you say yourself, need a quotation. And you just need, I suppose, the farmer just had an idea about what sort of price the machine that he was going to purchase was. And it was relatively straightforward. And, and, and I think I'd have to compliment the department on that. It seems to be a very, very straightforward type of system, certainly for buying mobile equipment, at least anyways. Can I, can I just ask you, because I think we, um, we, we might have touched upon this, um, you and me, outside the, the, the podcast before. Just in terms of areas to watch out for uh, when people are applying for some of these grants, and maybe in particular, you might touch upon the GPS equipment area. Biggest single thing I'd ask is people to do their homework. Um, we have a facility built into it that if people want to make slight changes in relation to investments, etc., that flexibility is built into the system. So, for example, if someone was going to apply, for example, for um, a trailed um, tine harrow and decided to go to a mounted tine harrow. That um, flexibility is built into the system. However, if someone had decided maybe to apply for a fertilizer spreader, but decided, no, actually, my sprayer is, uh, needs to be replaced more urgently. Unfortunately, we don't have the flexibility there swapping what we call um, main investments from between main investments. We have the facility of um, swapping, for instance, what type of fertilizer spreader you're getting. So the first thing is to do your homework and know what you want to apply. Secondly, then, is to be aware of who is the applicant. 
And particularly with the tillage um, sector, we see that a number of farmers are carrying out two activities in the yard. They would have contracting service um, where they either have exclusively providing that service to themselves in relation to the farming operation or they're doing it for friends or neighbors etc and often they buy the machinery not through the farming business but through the contracting business but under our scheme is the applicant the farmer has to apply so that's the question that the first question they need to do is who's going to be purchasing the investment is it going to be the farming business or the contracting business and to be eligible under the scheme, it has to be the farming business. Also, to just be aware that um, we ask for that the applicant must purchase the investment outright, him or herself. So we don't allow for leasing or higher purchase, but also that the investment has to be fully paid for at the time of payment claim. That's when you're submitting the application for payment. And also that it's the applicant that pays for the investment. We're seeing some cases where um, different parties or other farmers or other family members who are farming separately to the applicant pay for the investment and that will cause issues. So the couple of two big things is, is who's the applicant, who's going to pay for the investment? And secondly, is in relation to the, uh, the investment itself and what flexibility of what exact investment they want to apply for. Okay. And when, when Oliver, when the farmer goes in and uh, applies for the investment and clicks the, the send button or submit button and, and, and it's away, at what stage can that farmer purchase that equipment? We have, we categorize our investments into two broad types. One is what we call a fixed investment. So that would be an example of building some wood concrete. The other then would be what we call um, mobile equipment. And in the case of something like mobile equipment, which is the vast majority of machinery, an applicant can put down a deposit or purchase that investment um, once this, on the day or after they submit the application. Now, they're, they're doing so at their own risk. Um, there is no certainty that they will get approval, but we recognize that um, sometimes people need piece of equipment or investment at a fairly short notice. Uh, so once they submit their payment, sorry, submit their application, they can go ahead either and put down a deposit or purchase uh, what we call mobile equipment. But the, in, in the case of fixed equipment, they must wait for approval. Okay, okay. Well, that that's, seems, seems fairly reasonable again. And in terms of when the machine is bought then and uh, the farmer's going to claim back the money, if you like, off, off, uh, from the TAMS grant uh, system, you might briefly just give us the two or three kind of main things, I suppose, as regards the process for, for claiming back that grant. The first thing is, is what did I complete? So, for instance, um, um, just check, double check that is what I originally applied for. Is that what I completed? So, for instance, if you applied for um, a trailed um, disc carrow, but you completed um, and purchased a mounted, then you must claim for the mounted disc carrow. Secondly, then, is the, the, the investment must be in your possession and you must have paid for it in full at the time of the payment claim. So once you have paid for it and the investment is in your possession, 
then we look for the following documentation. Firstly, is a copy of the receipt. And the receipt should be in the name of the applicant and it's from a supplier and it details the investment. So for instance, a three meter mounted um, disc cultivator. That's the first thing, so a copy of the receipt. Then we have a couple of pieces of information that we do require. The applicant um, should have completed what we call a farm safety training course. That is a half day um, an awareness course in relation to farm safety. And that can be done online at the moment um, through the advisory services or private contractors. Thirdly then is to submit and to create a payment claim, the applicant must be tax compliant. So the applicant prior to creating the payment claim must forward their tax clearance cert to the local office that issued the approval. And it's what's called an ETC or electronic tax clearance cert. And that is just there's two um, sets of numbers and you get from either your accountant or on revenue.ie and you email that um, to the local office that issued the approval and they'll put that up in the system and that will allow the payment claim to be uh, created and therefore shown that the applicant is tax compliant. After that then it's the documentation is, is dependent on the type of machinery or equipment you have purchased. So for instance, something like GPS machinery for a new tractor, we would look then for the vehicle registration, um, copy of that for the tractor that the um, GPS um, steering control has been fitted to. Other, other machinery wouldn't require too much other documentation to be perfectly honest. That's nearly it in relation to the vast majority of the investments are available under tillage scheme. Okay. And uh, you just mentioned the farm safety courses. That have to be done before the claim can be made or is that is there a period of time where that can be done after the claim has been made? You know, it has to be submitted. Um, the certificate uh, you receive from the trainer uh, that has to be submitted with the payment claim. But you can have that. That um, can be done up to five years prior to the submitting of the payment claim. Other, also, if you're a young trained farmer and you, you're inside the five years of completing your level five or level six in agriculture or your degree from UCD as part of that training, you do the um, safety training course. So that will, um, those education, um, are allowable to offset the requirement to do the half-day training course. Okay. Oliver, just two more questions for you there. The first one is um, just around the, so if a farmer had um, the application approved um, and, uh, and now the farmer can go and buy, buy the machine when he likes, how long uh, does the farmer have before that approval expires, if you like? It depends on the type of machinery um, you have. What we say is if it's an off-the-shelf, uh, very generic type of piece of machinery. So, for example, one of the investments we have is a wheel-changing crate. It's, it's, it's readily available. We have a six-month um, completion period for that. But the vast majority of the tillage equipment, because they're specialized, and we, can, we know that some of them have to be made to order, 
the vast majority of them are for 12 months. And we do know, we recognize that COVID has caused issues. So we do allow for what we call extensions. We can give an additional six months extension to an applicant and they can apply online for that. However, to show their commitment that they have either, they must show that they either have a deposit paid or some sort of uh, commitment shown that they're going to go ahead with the investment. So we asked them for a copy of a deposit. So in total then, they can get a year normally or an additional six months to uh, complete the investment. So that could be from 12 then to 18 months. Okay, so the, 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 the next tranche closes in November sometime, is it middle of November? Yeah, it's 6th of November. November the 6th. And um, the, is there, uh, was there more money made available for more tranches in 2022? Yeah, um, the Minister has secured um, 80 million uh, for TAMS in this year's budget. So the next tranche date that has been announced is the 14th of January, 2022. That's the next. And then um, later on in the year, they'll be in the position to um, announce their additional tranches for 2023, 2022. So we have the 6th of November and then the 4th of January, 2022 are the two tranche dates are available at this point in time. Okay. Well, look, uh, Oliver, thanks very much. There's obviously, there's obviously a bit to it, but, but nonetheless, you, you seem to have made it reasonably straightforward. Um, so there's uh, obviously a bit of an online um, investigation as much as there is a tire kicking, I suppose, underground with some of the, the, the machinery yards. Um, so look, I, I think it's great that you, you, you came on today and we, we had a good discussion about it. We maybe didn't get through everything we would have liked today, but look, uh, Oliver, thanks very much for joining me today. And uh, we might have you back again if, if there's a bit more on it then. Okay, thanks, Oliver. Thank you, Michael. There's a lot of information online under our TAM section on the department's website that if anybody wants to look at, at that in relation to the investments and the reference costs and specifications for the machinery, that's available all online under TAM section of the Department of Agriculture website. Perfect, that's great. Thanks for that. We'll put a link underneath this uh, podcast as well for people to download it as well. Oliver, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, Michael. So that's it for this week, and my thanks to Oliver for joining me on the podcast. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chargus.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.